welcome back to the Tea Balance podcast with me, Tori Bowie. I'm the holistic health and life coach and founder of Tea Balance, the coaching practice that I've created to help individuals tune into themselves to be able to live their life to the fullest. In this week's episode, I'm joined by the incredibly talented and critically acclaimed hypnotherapist, Fiona Lam. Fiona helps people facilitate fundamental shifts on an unconscious level to bring about long-lasting changes. She specializes in anxiety, addictions, emotional eating, and insomnia. Fiona, in fact, hypnotized me the other week, and I was so overwhelmed by the effects and experience, I just had to get her on the podcast to share with you all, all that she is. Also, please make sure you listen to the end because she guides us through a 10-minute mind reset to release unwanted thoughts for a calmer and quieter mind. I really hope you enjoy it. Hello, Fiona. It's so great to have you here with me this morning, and I am beyond excited to chat to you because I am actually really new to the whole hypnotherapy thing, and I have been utterly blown away by what it is that you do. So please can you start by telling us what it is you do and how you got into hypnotherapy because I always love knowing people's stories. So um, I got into hypnotherapy, learning about hypnotherapy about five years ago, but it was over 10 years ago that I started listening to Mm self-hypnosis recordings online, way back when it wasn't cool (laughs) and nobody knew what they were. Um, But I think there's a big misconception about the industry. People think hypnosis and hypnotherapy, you click your fingers and that you just fall asleep and you go into this unconscious state and that you can be made to rob banks and... You're going to run around like a chicken when the microwave pings. Um, But it's very um, similar to guided meditation, which I really try and, you know, focus and teach clients about. But it got... um, So for me, I would listen to these recordings and they would really help me relax because I had anxiety, insomnia, Mm -hmm. and they were the only thing. I tried everything and these recordings really, really helped me. And then I saw practitioners... Um, I'd go around and visit hypnotherapists and I just loved the results and I really wanted to learn myself why this was working and nothing else was really totally and so why why what why was it working over anything else like what was it that you really so because I had anxiety so anxiety you want to try and control things and you panic and you worry about the future and you can't relax sleep is such an unconscious thing it's the same with food we it's such an unconscious process we know when Mm. we're hungry we know when we're full and with sleep we know when we're tired and we it's so unconscious so you have to work with that unconscious part of your mind because on a normal everyday brain state if you're so uptight and so stressed and there's so much adrenaline and cortisol going around your body and you can't relax um you need without medication i didn't want to go Mm. down the medication route Um, because medication would always just put a plaster on top of it temporarily. Mm, Totally. Oh my gosh, I am so about getting to the root of the Mm. problem. That was something that during my training it was definitely taught is that you can put band-aids on anything and you can mask it. And sometimes I understand that people do need to be taking a bit of medication while also doing deeper things but yeah yeah I'm so 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 about that that's so lovely I'm so glad it worked. And clients come to me and um 
they say that you know, they've been to the doctors and within five minutes they try and prescribe them antidepressants. I was 17 having problems sleeping. I went to the doctor, tried to, they put me on antidepressants for a little while. There was loads of, I, it's, I didn't want to be taking them. So then the, I found these self-hypnosis downloads and mm. that, it, it was at a time that mental health just wasn't talked about though. Totally. They didn't even offer me therapy or anything at that wow. time. Good, you obviously had some sort of inner calling to really go and find the hypnotherapy. <laughs> well, I'm very solution-focused. I was like, I need a solution. Like, yeah. I really need to find something that's going to help me. Totally. And how long did it take? So I know, obviously, you probably have more hypnotherapy now, but how long did you find the period was of not being able to sleep, having the insomnia, having the anxiety, to then feeling as though you had sort of overcome it or got to where you wanted to be? I think it was a process... It's really hard to, well, one, remember, because I think when you're going through any kind of anxious state and lots of, you attract lots of drama into your life, so there was lots of things going on at lots of different times, but um, I would listen, and I'd go see hypnotherapists, and there's different types of hypnotherapy, so you could read from a script and call it hypnotherapy, where it's just a generic script, but everybody's different, so... I would go and see hypnotherapists and I wouldn't get long-lasting results. It would last and then the insomnia, if I got stressed again, would come back. And But it was working and I would always depend and rely on the recordings to listen to. Then I decided that I want to learn to make my own recordings. This is what got me into it. I want to learn to record these for other people to listen to because they're so relaxing. Mm. They really calm down your mind. And this, you know, like five or six years ago, people, like I said, just weren't talking about these kind of things. Um, so I wanted to make them more accessible for people. And then when I started training, it's then that I learned more about the mind, why it's working, the unconscious, the mm. subconscious mind, the different brain states, lots of inner child work, which I love regression to cause. And that is where I've personally had massive shifts. I can only call them shifts mm. because it's just a shift in how you think, how you feel, how you behave. And so I'd say as soon as I started doing the it, the deeper stuff that I, I didn't even know existed. Yeah. And not it's not every hypnotherapist does the regression and the route to cause work. It's not there's hard it's hard at the moment because there's not that tough regulations on you know, I suppose there's different there's different types basically, yeah. um, but it, it was really the root to cause work that I started seeing a shift in how how I felt. Like mm. I didn't know you you could not feel anxious. I thought being anxious was yeah. normal. Wow. I just started suddenly feeling more calm and relaxed about things. But then I I still think it's a process now. I think you know there's still things that crop up from time to time, and I just think self development. We can always become a better version of ourselves mm. and you just I love talking about energy but you can always lift your vibration and by releasing negative thoughts and feelings and any grief fear mm. anger that victim kind of feeling like why is this happening to me when you release all those and you come from a place of fear and you lift your vibration and you you elevate yourself and you notice a difference in your mm. life and that's when you start noticing a difference it becomes a bit addictive it's like well yeah. what, what else can I do oh my gosh it's like Pandora's box yeah. isn't it literally as you start it's just and yeah I guess it's sort of 
evolving your soul in so many ways mm. and so yeah so it's something that you do you so you have hypnotherapy yourself or do you do it on yourself or do you it, how does it work with that can you self-practice so I listen to oh, obviously you listen yeah. guided meditations and they're very good at strengthening new thought processes so mm-hmm. if, and if you keep thinking the same thought that new that neural pathway is going to get stronger and the old one yes. will fall away um, but for any deeper work, I you you can't really do it on yourself. Yeah. Um, but people think that it's a different brain state. Yeah. And we did a session. It's just like a. How would you explain? Oh my it? gosh, I'm so excited to talk about my experience because I honestly was so blown away by it. But I would explain it as I knew exactly where I was. And I knew that you were sitting there with me, but I also felt so removed from where I was, if that makes sense. And I, and my legs were very numb. I was lying down, but my legs were so numb. So it's this kind of euphoric state. It's not, but it's a safe feeling. Oh, it's so safe. And it's people worry. I think the, the biggest fear that people have is that they're going to be out of control. Yeah. And I say to people, no, you gain control of your mind. Yeah over parts of your mind that previously you weren't in control of. Totally. So it's just, it's it's a theta or theta state. It's just above sleep. Yeah. And between daydreaming and sleep. Totally. So it's not a new state that we've never been in before. You yeah. probably go into that state all the time, which is about when you're about to fall asleep. Exactly. Actually, can you explain to us about the states? Because you, yeah. I, I can't remember what they are, but it's a really interesting... So there's beta, there's everyday brain activity okay. state. And that's when we try and make changes so when we're stressed out when we want to change our habits when we want to change how we think and feel and our behaviors that's usually when we want to try and make change when we're just so stressed out but that's when all our fears all our worries all our unconscious behavior is really active and going in the background because it thinks it's protecting us it thinks it's helping us in Mm -hmm. some way um, it's just a fear response. It's adrenaline, the cortisol, it's keeping you, especially things like anxiety, which seems to be the root of a lot of issues. Yeah. You know, insomnia, addictions, emotion, depending on what the addiction is, emotional eating, um, relationship problems, it's all fear-based um, anxiety. Um, so if we're in that heightened state, that's when we're least likely to be able to make a change. Um and when we go into alpha state, that's when we're a bit more creative. When we're daydreamy and mm-hmm. a bit more, yeah, we tap lucid, into our imagination. Yeah, we tap into our imagination a little bit more. Yeah, and it's really important for clients and people to know that fear only exists in our imagination. Whatever we think our problems are and what we're going through. It's it's not in the here and now. It's things that have happened in the past that we've not let go of, or it's things that we're predicting about the future. Yeah. We're not living in the here and now. It's in Do our imagination. So it's that amazing thing about um, if you're living in the future, then you're anxious, and if you're living in the past, then it's you're depressed. depressed. Yes. And if you're living in the present, then you are at ease and yeah. peace. And yeah. it's such a it's so interesting that. But I've been through stages before, and I think it's quite common that if you are depressed, you're anxious. That this you can there's a, can be a mm. mixture of the two mm-hmm. because anxiety will worry about the future. It's usually from things that have happened in the past. Totally. So there's, there's you can go. I've been through periods where I think I've been through a mix of the two, or being more depressed and. Down and felt a bit hopeless and then I've been through times where I've been hyper alert and hyper on edge and yeah. I, I think you can go between the two totally yeah there, there's um it, it but all these it's always always just in our imagination 
yeah. basically. But And I think that's why creative people sometimes are more susceptible because their imaginations are just running wild with them. And people say, oh, no, I haven't got an imagination, a good imagination. And I said, well, do you worry? And they're like, well, yeah, I do worry about things. I said, well, that's just in your imagination then, isn't it? And I they're like, that. okay, yes. So... When I go, so when you're in alpha, you're a little bit more daydreamy, and underneath alpha is theta or theta state. Okay. So that's the same state as meditation, and it's when we just relax our body so that all that unconscious energy that normally we'd be blinking, we'd be thinking, we, we automatic processes would be running, we just focus that energy and attention mm. inwards. It's just a state of focus. Okay. So when we meditate, we try and release thoughts. And I say to people, don't analyse, judge, evaluate. Just give yourself time just to relax when they meditate. Yeah. But when we go into the hypnosis, hypnotherapy state, we engage the imagination. And we use the imagination when we're more relaxed and we can see what the imagination is actually telling us. Because it doesn't. sometimes it's not a reality at all. We picked up an idea at a time when we were a kid, that our imagination was just running wild. Yeah. And it's not true. It's not reality. It's just in our imagination. Totally. So. But what I just think was so cool from my experience of being hypnotised by you was you got me into that theta or theta state within, what, maybe a minute? Not even, perhaps? Mm. So that's why I'm so interested by it because I don't know whether you're reading or you were just talking at me, but it was just so powerful. But how can words literally just send someone into that into that stage I never read a script okay I was taught very early on in my training never yeah. read a script okay I just work with who's in front of me and what I think I've been doing it a long time now just to know and people but you're very I don't there wasn't a lot of things you were very relaxed anyway and I think you've done meditation before yeah so if I have a client who is very stressed and had if there's a lot going on, it can be harder for them to okay. relax. Yeah, it's so and interesting because I always just drop into Yeah, okay. I'm always, so if I, if I go for um, sort of regression healing or Reiki, I always yeah. just literally just, it's like doing a drop in the ocean and I'm just there. Mm-hmm. I can get there so easily. Mm-hmm. So that's perhaps what it was. But it was honestly yeah. like, you know, when they do it in the films and they're like, look into my eyes, five, four, three, two, one, and you're, just, you're hypnotized. But I didn't I, say I, that, did I? Not at all, not at all. <laughs> But there's no swinging clocks. There's no swinging clocks. But I honestly felt as though I had just been plopped in. So that's yeah. such a... That was so amazing. And that's that's good that you can go into that relaxed state really yeah. quickly. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. So sometimes the first session with clients, they just don't know how to relax. They've never learned. So if they've had you know, a lot of stress and trauma through their lives... They never learn how to properly relax. Mm. So sometimes I just have to teach clients to relax. Because we can't make changes until really big shifts until you can get into that deep state. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just teaching people how to let go, really. Yeah. Because we can want to try and control things. But I said to you, if your mind creates a problem, it can create a solution. So unconsciously, yes. My favourite thing yeah. that you said. I was yeah. suddenly in my theta state yeah. and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to remember this. Because <laughs> it's so true. Mm. Can you just say it again so everyone can like, yeah. hear what it is? If, if your mind creates a problem, it can create a solution. Okay. It's amazing. So everyone should take that away with them because... That we, we, we're not born with these problems and we come into the world feeling safe, feeling loved, feeling protected. Um... 
And things happen that conflict with our initial beliefs about the world when we're young. And when we're kids, our imaginations are really active. Yeah. Like, I had a, um, a little girl the other day, and um, she was worrying. So we had this worry machine that just sucked all the worries out of her head. She was so cute. But she believed it. <laughs> you believe things when you're a kid. You, oh you simply, gosh. like a sponge, you just take everything on. Yeah. And you don't have that logical part of your mind to refer back. But if somebody tells you you're not good enough, or you start to believe you're not good enough, or you... Um, aren't feeling loved or whatever it may be the beliefs that you have you believe pick up beliefs about food when we're kids or the world around us or other people that were judged what whatever we pick up at that time when we don't have any reference points tend to just stick in our imagination yeah absolutely are you they say that you unlearn as a child so you know mm. sort of you're you have perhaps more confidence or you just say things how they are mm. or you you know if someone's taken your toy as a child you're just going to go and snatch it back whereas yes. <laughs> you're yeah. not probably going to do that as an adult so yeah you know children are so sort of they're so black and white mm. I'm obviously generalizing here I'm sure yeah that, you know there are many that aren't but you know as a child we do sort of unlearn unfortunately sort of. and that's our authentic self I mm. really think as we're mm. kids that's who we're really meant to be totally. and then we just pick up th- fears and habits and worries that stop us being who we yeah. truly are and a lot of times we go through kids and we, we're not allowed to just be kids and play yeah. and have fun and we lose that playfulness fun yeah. that feeling of all my needs are always met and and we get fearful about things but when we put out fear we're going to just get fear back. back yeah that you need to treat fear with love and that's sort of mm. i love gabby bernstein actually you love mm. gabby bernstein as well don't you and that's her whole thing isn't it the concept of fear and love and and breaking down fear with love mm. um but actually that was something from my experience I, i'm so excited to speak about my experience so let's move on to that but um something that you kept saying to me was take yourself back to a child and like what did you like as a child and who mm. were you and that sort of reverting back to that and I've never really thought about that okay so just to quickly let everyone know what it was that I was hypnotized for <laughs> it's actually drum roll been, drum roll <laughs> literally <laughs> it's actually been something that I have um I've really wanted to share with that my listeners or people who have followed me perhaps on Instagram for a while and I've never quite known the right way in which to do this and I think this is the perfect way to do it because mm-hmm. I am now stopping but I or stopped. I have I've stopped, sorry. Mm-hmm. But I, ever since the age of thirteen, and I know that is so young, but I have always smoked as a I'd say a social smoker. I'm not sort of wake up in the morning and have a cigarette, but let's say on average I probably have one a day, but often none and then some more. And this is something that I I've never really had a problem with to promise with you because I've never thought, and I said this to you, I've never thought that it's been that bad because I don't smoke that much. And anyway, I'm so glad that I'm now not a smoker. I am seven days of no cigarettes. Amazing. Um, But I was so blown away by the way that you helped me come to terms with actually my true beliefs behind smoking and really flag everything up. And the process was just so amazing. So I was lying down. You put me into this theatre, wonderful, wonderful theatre state where I felt totally euphoric. And then what Fiona did was she took me all the way back to being a child and being 13. And I walked down this path and it was so, and it was actually the path, sorry, this was so bad. And if any of my old teachers are listening, I'm so sorry, but I used to smoke at school. That was kind of what we did in our lunch breaks and our 
um, after school, that was how we would have fun. It was in the woods, so mm. obviously I love nature. I always have, and that was where I got my nature from. So, you know, I walked down the path that you made me visualise was the path that I would always walk down to have. Do you know that's so breath. interesting because... I didn't mention any specific path. No, I know. That's what you're imagining. And the only reason I did that was because you told me that when you were a kid, you didn't like smoking. Yeah. So then so then it was that thing, wasn't it? Because I remember, it's actually quite funny, when I then got caught smoking at school, the school ran my parents. My parents were like, but Tori, this, sorry, you've got the wrong child because she hates smoking. Mm. And I told you that and so you were I like, right, amazing. Yeah. And that's what it was because I remember my um, father, he used to smoke he still smokes in fact and I was sitting on his lap as a child and I remember sort of waving my hands around being like oh I hate smoking like when are you gonna stop all of this kind of thing and that so that is my true authentic self someone who actually doesn't like smoking but the habit and the pattern was created when actually it was out of boredom in so many ways I probably should have been reading a book or learning something well as as a kid when you're 13 you do it because everyone else is doing it totally and it just became so normal for you so that's it it just became something that people do and that you do and that you didn't see as a big deal and that's why it just became a habit it was an emotional so people can use smoking as a crutch Mm -hmm. um so there was no um, there was no underlying anxiety or anything we had to deal with and it was very just easy smoking can be very easy like I said you pick something up quickly you can put it down your true authentic self doesn't like didn't like doesn't like smoking totally but I'd never thought about it like that Mm. I should probably come to you now for chocolate or something shouldn't I (laughs) my other just absolute favorite thing well food's a bit different I treat food addictions slightly um differently Mm. because we can't just cut food out totally so it's not like cigarettes that you can just be without without um, and things like alcohol, if, but actually alcohol, I try and get people to have a more balanced relationship rather than just all or nothing, which I know this podcast is about, that balance. Balance, totally, yeah. Um, but with food addiction, we need food every single day and our body can crave different types of food. So I treat food addictions slightly differently. Mm. So how do you sort of tackle a food addiction? So if there's emotional eating, and I actually, this is a... Um, share with me I used to emotionally eat um, when okay. I was st- when I'd be stressed stressed and I, you'd be pressured because you, you try and be really healthy and then you think oh I um, I'm not going to be healthy pre- I call it the, the I don't know if you can swear on your podcast we might okay. need to I call it the fuck it button yeah. you just think fuck it and then you just have you the just eat gates are open. yeah the yeah. floodgates are open and then you're feeling stressed and food becomes your friend in some way and then you'd go to the gym and you'd, you'd try and be healthy for a little while and then you just get in this cycle of food mm. becoming feeling like a bit like an enemy in some way totally it's the de- it's when you deprive yourself basically yeah. of the things that you do mm. really like and I think that what you definitely will have learned over the years and I've definitely learned over the years is actually tuning into yourself and how mm. does food make you feel yeah and from that you then start seeing it as like a nourishment and a tool yeah to help your car essentially yeah perform better no, that's like, what I say I call it the car diesel in a petrol car kind of did thing. I mention this to you the car no. thing you heard me talk about no. the car thing oh yeah no I talk about the car yeah. thing all the time so yeah well, you wouldn't put the wrong type of fuel into a car and expect it to go exactly and you wouldn't put not enough fuel into a car and expect it to go yeah and you can't put too much fuel into a car because it would just overspill totally and you don't think about 
you don't think about fueling up your car as you're driving along. Yeah. And when, you know, if you're any kind of food addiction, you think about, and I say to clients, how often do you think about food? And they'll be like, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, so how I treat food um, emotionally, I tend to call it emotionally eating, but totally. it's, um, because it tends, binge eating always tends to be emotional, really. Yeah. We have to deal with the emotional emotions first so when I any deal with any anxieties any worries any stresses any you know feelings I think I used to do it when I was feeling lonely when I was sad we need to deal with those feelings first so that you're not feeling those feelings and then we look at the habits okay and then we look at this idea that food is your friend in some well we'd have already looked like that about that with the emotion but we look at the habits like what are you doing are you, are you how are you treating yourself what decisions are you making what are you calling a treat because if i have a plate of pineapple and a plate of chocolate people's response will be oh the chocolate's a treat and i was like well this is just using your emotional brain the right side of your mind logically what's the treat and they have to think about it for a little while, but then they're like, okay, yeah, the pineapple, I get it now. Because the pineapple, it could be any fruit, really, or anything healthy. It's full of vitamins, minerals, it's... it's Fibre. Like, yeah. it thins your blood. It's really good for you. So that's the treat for your body if mm-hmm. you're thinking logically. And it's just switching that mindset to thinking logically about it. And when we reconnect with our body, our natural response... If I'm stressed now... I, I don't uh, animals don't eat when they're stressed no. my natural response is I forget and I, I just can't eat because so it, it's just switching that mindset and like I said returning to how you were when you were a kid when you could eat half a packet of crisps and if you're not hungry you can just leave it totally yeah although I do think a lot of that treat thing has come in from being a child yeah and I think we actually might have spoken about this when I um was having my session with you a little bit but do you you know it's that whole thing where if you fell over you'd be given like Mm. a ice cream or like something or Mm. if it was Sunday and it was special treat day you'd Mm. be allowed a sweet from the sweet tin like that was definitely the rule in our house um or when I was at school you know we would able to spend 10p in the tuck shop as a Mm. treat kind of thing so I think also the thing that's been so ingrained in us is this whole thing of actually sugar which is actually poison in so many ways is the thing which we are allowed a little bit of Mm. and very rarely Mm -hmm. as a treat yeah because it's so bad for probably because it's so bad for us in so many ways, but also because it's not you know it's naughty. Yeah. But then like, where does that all you know all of these words around it? And I think that that's yeah, and half it's of just, things we need to break down. It's just it's fuel. The, like I don't like to yeah. label this whole thing about balances. I don't like to label food good or bad. It's all yeah. just energy. Exactly. We're just putting energy in our body. Something food's more nutritious than other food. But people come to me for weight loss, and it's like I'm not going to teach you how to lose weight. I'm yeah. going to teach you how to have a balanced relationship with food, yeah. where there's no guilt around what you eat. You're not labeling food good or bad. You're just feeling calm around food. Mm. And that idea that there's always enough. Yeah. If we come from that place of restrict, if we've ever restricted or dieted, which I think that's what got me into this side, the cycle in the first place. Mm. You know, especially I used to model and. That really got me into a weird mindset with food and um it, it it's knowing that there's always enough yeah and it, it, it you think by thinking if there's always enough that you're you're going to lose control in some way but you actually gain control there's always enough food there's, it's not going anywhere and you don't if you don't you don't need to finish everything on your plate you can eat it later because it's not going anywhere yeah. so you're not restricting yourself anymore and you trust your body totally it's the trust as well i think mm. trust is so important like trust your body that it can be 
the best thing and actually something else that you mentioned was when people often do a course with you if towards the end of their course they feel as though they've sort of overcome the main thing that they came to you for you what you can actually do is help people get into that even better state of Mm. being their best best self and actually I was saying to one of my friends I was just away with and I was just saying to her I was like sometimes you know even though I'm a coach and I've made so much progress with myself Mm. and I'm constantly evolving etc as we all are I still think that I have a tiny little limiting belief that I can't be even better and that's I would actually probably love to come back and do a session (laughs) with you on that because what is it what is that blocker like you know I feel like I have a very balanced lifestyle I feel like I'm I have enough energy, I have great people in my life, I love what I do, I'm so passionate about my work, and I just, yeah, if I'm looking at my life, I'm like, tick, 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 but there's probably, like, a little tiny thing in there Mm. that's like, ooh, could I be even better, and... Yeah, so then there's a little voice saying no. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> well, we, we need can, to look. You know? We need to look at that voice that's saying no, because totally. that's just in your imagination. Exactly. And unconsciously, if we go into that theta state, you would know what that voice was telling you. Yeah. And people come and they say, "Oh, I don't know what the problem is," but we always know, and we yeah. always know what we need to believe. Yeah. We just need to know it on an unconscious level. Okay. Well, that's our next thing that we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> so I was telling you about. Say, I did a course. I think I. I I think we've done five sessions. So a course of six is good to go through everything. Yeah. But three is good for one issue, but we'd been through a lot of things. And the last issue, the last time, or maybe it was the fifth, I can't remember. Anyway, she sat down and she said, no, I'm great. I'm confident. Everything's going really well. We'd actually done a stop smoking session. She's like, I've stopped smoking, stopped binge eating. She was like, I'm so much more relaxed. And I was like, oh, great. She's like, but obviously you can't be too good, can you? Yeah. I said, what do you mean? She's like, well, you know, People don't want, people won't like you if you're too good. You can't outshine people. And she'd come from a small town in Ireland and moved to London and she was doing well in her career. And she was worried about people judging her from back home and thinking that she'd be arrogant if she was doing too well and she'd lose friends if mm. she did do too well. So this was just her limiting belief that she How had, that she picked up from school, that, you know, people would not like her in some way if she would outshine people yeah and that she would stand out if she outshone people and she didn't want to stand out totally it's actually letting go of all of those Mm. fear-based thoughts and things which are consuming your mind and and it's not worrying about judgment yeah oh my gosh I just Fiona honestly I just find it so interesting (laughs) it's the mind it's so fascinating yeah and I myself personally have been through so since when I trained I myself have had math. So even growing my business, when I first started, I didn't even think I'd be... I thought I learned to make recordings. I never thought I'd be running my own my own business. And it's just the fact that how it's helped me evolve and grow and mm. go through blocks and you remove one block and there's another one can come up. And totally. It's just that idea that um, we are more powerful than we realise. Yeah. And I think that's like a massive a realization and it's exciting yeah it's so exciting yeah Actually, I really want to come on and ask you about um how you grew your business or how you started your business because I think that there are so mm. many well I feel like more than ever now there are people young people sort of starting their own businesses and particularly when you start a practice mm. and you're getting clients whether it's in coaching whether it's in hip therapy or whether it's a psychotherapist or a yoga teacher whatever it might be 
it's always that quite daunting thing, isn't it, about sort of putting yourself out there and, and attracting and knowing how to, etc. So what was it for you that you really found the most beneficial with growing your business or getting but what were your limiting beliefs perhaps that you bashed through or um so at the beginning when I first started I think it's knowing where you are in the market and knowing your target market so there's different types of hypnotherapists some are very spiritual some are very professional and work with corporate clients um but I think you attract the type of people that are similar to you um, so I think it's get gaining a brand. I think that's quite important, knowing where you are in the market. But when I very first started, I had a room near Chelsea and Westminster Hospital, but I would I put leaflets out. Did you? Yeah. Amazing. I went around people's houses. Yeah. I got some leaflets printed about what hypnotherapy was. So this was like, how many, five years ago? And I look back now and I was like, oh, imagine me like going around putting <laughs> leaflets through so people's doors. That. But I was so determined because lots of hypnotherapists don't do it full time. And when people think of hypnotherapists, not to be cliche and not that there's anything bad with it, but they think of like, older people um, and they they don't think it's a young kind Mm. of profession and so I felt like I had to work I think that was my limiting belief so I felt like I had to work a little bit harder to prove myself because I don't look like what people would think a hypnotherapist would look like or be like what a hypnotherapist maybe now these days but not back then if that makes sense but that's really interesting because that is definitely your limiting belief because I don't picture a hypnotherapist as actually anything really I don't have an old lady with beads and feathers around her kind of thing that's not in my imagination but what about five years ago Oh, I probably didn't even think about it then. Yeah, so nobody knows. So it was this mysterious thing anyway that nobody knew about. Yeah. So for somebody quite young to be doing it, well, even though I wasn't young, I look a lot a bit younger than I am. Yeah. Um, it, and, you know, somebody... Now it's more wellness... That a lot of people are doing it and it's more yeah. accepted. But back then, it was... Well, it was my own limiting belief. But from going from modelling to this, I was like, people aren't going to take me seriously. Yeah. Um, so that was for me. I think I had to break totally. down. Um, but I think I've just been very. I, there's no such thing as luck, but lucky in the way that wellness has grown massively. I thought I was leaving this glamorous, even though modelling wasn't glamorous. Yeah. But this career that I was busy, I was working, and um, I don't know if you saw on my. I was talking about it on my Instagram the other day. It just didn't sit right well with me that yeah. people were promoting themselves and taking selfies, and it was all about. It all felt a bit vacuous, and it was you know it looks fade like. Mm. It's not important, you're not, you know, and I was like, I really want to help, I want to give back, I want to do something that has meaning. Um, and, and then, so it was making that shift from that, even though I had a degree, I'd used to work in a bank, I had that background yeah. as well. Um, but I, I did worry that people wouldn't take me seriously, so yeah. I think I, I think I had to, I think I worked a little bit harder to prove myself, yeah, but totally. then, but I think that every well, I don't want to just use young people, but every young person who is starting a business is that little bit more ambitious mm. yeah. in so many ways because you really got to make, you really got to stand out because yeah. you are that bit younger. And I definitely have found that with my sort of business and the beginning of my career, I suppose, in health coaching. And when I first started, I felt like, oh, I have to dress like a hypnotherapist. People think a hypnotherapist mm. would dress. And, 
you know, I'd wear a shirt, I'd be quite smart. I, well, mm. I, don't, I just didn't know, basically. Mm. I was just trying to be something I'm not. But now I am just so... I wear pretty dresses. I, yeah. you know, wear makeup. Just be you. I'm just be me. Yeah. And, but I think now, because I probably have built a reputation up and I've built my business, I think people trust me a bit more. And I, well, again, that's my limiting belief, I probably... But I, I, I just... I know now that I can help people and make changes. I don't need to prove myself to anybody. I can just be me. Yeah. So, but I think I kind of, you know, I, I I'd say to one of them, just be you. Yeah. And from the start, really, because it's only ever your limiting beliefs that are holding you back. Totally. And we're lucky now with anything that we are more entrepreneurial in general, mm. and people are doing things. The wellness industry is growing, or just any yeah. business. It's oh my gosh, people totally. are setting up their businesses more and yeah. deciding to work for themselves. Exactly. And how do you actually find that sort of working for yourself? I always find it so interesting to understand and know like how people switch off. Are you quite good with your the times of day that you're working? Are you working really late? Or like what do you do to switch off? Well, it's can be hard for me because clients come and see me after work sometimes. Yeah. So sometimes I'll be in Harley Street till eight o'clock at night. And then I get home. I might change that actually, um, because sometimes I get home and it is it is hard to switch off when you get home. Yeah. Um, but I but then I tend to start later, so I have the morning to do everything. And if I'm going to work late, then I'll start a bit later. And I only probably do that one or one day a week now, two mm-hmm. days a week. Um, but then but it's nice to be able to accommodate people when they can come. So yeah, it, I I used to do it more. But now I I don't do... And I try... I only do some weekends. Mm -hmm. I've um, cut back on my weekends. Totally. Well, you've got to have your boundaries. You've got to have your boundaries. And also the other thing is, is that, you know, we're quite similar to each other. We're we're giving quite a lot. And you need to make sure that you're keeping yourself topped up and that you're respecting your time and that your energy is protected. And, Mm. you know, hence why I was... Palo Santo <laughs> as you arrive just to like make sure that everything mm. was ready for us etc but yeah I do think that it's it's really really important to have your self-care routine and respect your time and yeah don't uh, give it away yeah and I always make sure that I get enough sleep now because sleep's like a, a big thing for me obviously because mm. I suffered so much and I wasn't totally. able to sleep now and I know how vulnerable and distressing it can be when you're not sleeping mm. and it, it does affect me when I don't get my sleep yeah so I make sure that I have a nice routine I get my sleep and I listen to lots of guided meditations I probably mm. do one every day actually do you what's mm. your favorite and um, sort of app or website for guided meditations well <laughs> it's hard so I've listened to so many guided meditations oh and hypnosis over gosh how many years so since I was 18 and I'm 34 now so how many years is that and it's been yeah 16 <laughs> exactly. yeah, 16, 16 years um so um it's hard I've headspace I think that they're calm and headspace are the main ones at the moment um but for me I like to meditate with an intention and I like Basically, I'm launching my own app. I, I know, I don't, so yeah, and I didn't want to be too salesy about it, but it, I am launching my own app. But it's because I find it really hard to find meditations that I really resonate with. This is so exciting, though, and I think it's really, really important that you um, 
I think the best ideas and the best creations come from when you really find there's something missing in the market or like so, you really want it yourself. So the guy, the best guided meditations I have found are the ones on um, YouTube. There's a lot on YouTube. Um, I've tried other apps. The, the sound hasn't been great or the content hasn't been great. And the best ones I've found have been on YouTube. But then for me, re- telling clients, which there's certain ones for different things and I like certain aspects of different meditations and because I've listened to them for so long so many years I've probably listened to every single one there is on YouTube (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I like to give clients something to take away to practice going into the theta theta state and I I like them to reinforce the ideas that we're doing in sessions yeah um so that's why I make I am making my own app and just to bring together everything I've learned over the years the techniques I've been using with clients all the bits that have helped me throughout the years, through every area, because when you, like I said, when you relax and go into that meditative state, you can really engage your imagination. And totally. by using guided meditations, visualizations, imagery, you in that theta state, you can really make changes when you can't, when you're stressed out. Totally. So there's lots of, there's a, basically, we're calling it the only guided meditation app for every mood. And I've got the guy that worked on Headspace and Calm um, helping me with Epic. it. Yeah. So you choose your mood. You choose how you want... It should be live by the time this comes out, actually. Oh, my God, amazing. Yeah. You, there's a mood. So how do you want to feel? So there's calm, happy, healthy, sleepy, loved. So there's lots of self-love in there. There's love lots that. of get over a relationship, how to attract true love. Oh, um, my gosh, Fiona. This yeah. is so, so unbelievably exciting. I yeah. cannot actually tell you how much I know that the people listening to this are going to be, which their their ears are going to be on, not on stalks, their eyes are on stalks, but anyway, this is so exciting. But it's not that I want to be salesy about it, I'm not saying, it's just it would be, it's something that I would love to have and I would have loved to have access to yeah. and, and the, the, the the music that I've used the and, and also there's the confident I want to feel confident yeah. so there's a 10 minute confident boost it's just things that Wonderful. I would like myself so you do a meditation and it's lots of confidence affirmations and there's time after each affirmation to repeat it in your head if you want to and there's one for motivation there's morning motivation meditation amazing 10 minute ones so there's motivation and my favorite ones because you initial question was what my favorite meditation is there's abundant i want to feel abundant so my favorite one is manifesting miracles yay oh my gosh this is so exciting yeah i cannot wait to download because i um i love the idea that that there's miracles and abundance and like i said the energy that we're putting out there what we attract into our lives so that's my favorite type of meditation to listen to so it's always good to empty your mind so the calm ones i think there's one for overcome overthinking there's a panic attack relief there's 23 i think altogether and we're going to add them as we go yeah. so it's going to be a subscription thing so every month um we're going to add things i maybe might add like a 10 minute mindful walk and things like mm, that. that yeah so it is exciting is so exciting. congratulations yeah, oh my gosh what well, everyone will be straight on your case I so it's called mind detox mind detox okay well i will link that in the show notes yeah. Because I called it that because it's all about detoxing old thoughts to get back to the real you. And it's about letting things go, letting old ideas go and and reinforcing new thought patterns and just um, letting go of the past and thinking about the future. Totally. 
And you've also got retreats and things you do as well, don't yeah. you? So how does that work? Is that sort of over a weekend or...? Um, well, I, I'm do? doing a sleep retreat in January, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not been confirmed yet with um, a hotel, Lucknam Park, Okay. I think, if you've heard of that. No, I haven't heard of it. Um, and then I also do my mind detox retreats. So that's over four days. These are the main ones that I've been doing, and I'd like to run them couple of times throughout the year but we work over five days we do sound healing there's lots of vegan healthy food it's in the countryside um and I do workshops and I also so the first day we let go of the purse how to let go of the purse the second day we work on confidence and being in the here and now and just owning who you are and self-belief self-worth and then we then move on to energy and the law of attraction because I really love the law of attraction and energy. I'm really into that. But you need to work through the past things first. You need to let go of blocks. Yeah. So it's working through the blocks to get to that state that you can attract what you, what totally. you want. Oh my gosh, um, they just sound amazing. Yeah, I lo- and I loved working with people over a few days and seeing the shift yeah. in people. Um, and one of my favourite things about the whole retreat, it was a... It was so. I loved the whole thing, but it was. I taught people how to put each other into that relaxed state, oh, so wow. then they could give each other affirmations. How cool is that? Yeah. So you, then you can do that with your friends. Yeah, and, and I gave them the script. Like Even though, as a as a as a practitioner, you never read from a script. But as, if you're learning, yeah. you know, and you can put people into a theta state just from reading from a script. Wow. Um, so I, you know, said I said you can you can do this with people if they're feeling anxious. You can read this and you can give them affirmations. And I really taught them how to work with people like that, so they can. And I thought it was a nice skill wow, for them to take so away. Amazing, totally. Mm. Are you going to do another one of those? Those retreats. those retreats, yeah. Okay, because yeah. I definitely want to come to that for yeah. sure, and I'm sure people listening will 100% want to. As and well. I also want to teach um, other hypnotherapists, and I want to do a diploma course because people always ask me. I want to do hypnotherapy as a career, especially now wellness. We're so we talk about mental health so much, and people are so much more aware, and they want to help people, yeah. and they want to talk about how things have over helped them. So lots of my clients that hypnotherapy have helped mm. them. They're like, how can I do this? How can I become a practitioner? So I, I'm going to start a practitioner course, a diploma in January uh, for 10 months, which will be awesome. credited um, with the NHS Complementary Therapy Board, and it, we will get lots of hours one-on-one with real working with real clients wow so i'll be doing that with the guy that taught me so i'll be working with him <gasps> that's so amazing Do, so were you taught here in london yeah yeah oh my gosh how cool <gasps> so much in store for you it's so much that's but it's so exciting. exciting i just have to you know balance not to try yeah. and do too much because i get really excited yeah, about things totally. there's so much that i could be doing but um it, it's nice so i've got charlie now that helps me as well <laughs> good and so yeah so what are you going to do in this time to keep yourself balanced or what do you do to keep yourself balanced and on track um i think it's having a work-life balance and with making time and making plans with your friends i i I got very consumed with work and I got, you know, I think with anybody starting a business, you get excited, I get excited about things, you know, and I can stay up late writing things or planning things and I have to learn to switch off and I have to learn that, okay, no, you need to take 
this weekend away, you have to go and see your mum or recharge with friends or go away and do something where you're not thinking about work because then when you come back to it, you'll be better. Totally. So I think I've really learned that just to if not keep going. And when I was recording the meditations um, or writing them, I'd stay up till like when I get a bee in my bonnet, I would stay up till like one in the morning and writing them and I'd get a block and I was like, I'm going to have to just go to bed and I'd get up the next morning and it just came so much more easily because yeah. I'd had a break. So it's just remembering to take a break and totally. remembering to balance. And it's, for me, running your own business, you have to remember it's not all about work. Yeah. <laughs> and there's different areas of our lives that we need to put our energy and attention into. And I think we can neglect certain areas of our lives especially when we're starting a business or if we get into a new relationship or we start a new hobby or whatever it may be it's just keeping all these areas of your life making sure that you're putting energy into all those boxes and areas of your life if that makes sense totally because actually the more energy that you put into your relationships let's say for example Mm. that that is actually going to better your career as well because it's going to make you feel happier yeah and you know the more energy that you put into let's say and supported yeah exactly so i truly truly believe that i always work with people over sort of five areas whether it's your relationships but predominantly relationship with yourself because that affects how you are with everyone else and then your career your purpose your food your exercise and your spirituality and making sure that each of these pillars are really topped up and Mm. kept balanced because it will help everything Mm. so yeah I totally totally believe in that so yeah keep yourself balanced remember Mm. your me time (laughs) and I love I taught you about kundalini um, yoga yes that I do you know talking about coincidences and things I don't know if we have talked about coincidences, but I don't really believe in coincidences. I walked into the class I was meant to go to. They wouldn't let me in. And the the only class they had was this, there was like, it's Kundalini yoga. It's a slightly different style. But, and I was like, yeah, yeah, how different style can yoga be? I thought yoga is yoga. So I went into this Kundalini yoga class and the very first one, I think they were working on sexual energy or something. And I was like, what have I stumbled into yeah. And they were doing all this chanting, singing. It was, I was thinking, this is absolutely nuts. Yeah. And she had a, but then she had a sound healing, a gong birth. She was playing a so guitar lovely. and singing. And everyone was singing along. I was yeah. like, this is actually really nice. I was like, but I was thinking, I don't think I'll come back. But then the next day, I felt so elevated. I felt so good. So that that what that's what introduced me to Kundalini yeah. yoga, and that's I try and do that at least once a week, um, just to recharge my energy, just to balance. Um, totally, you oh, know, it's so powerful. Especially if you can pick up energies from people and things mm-hmm. as you're you're going around, it it's good just to balance you and keep you grounded. Mm-hmm. It is really powerful. I love it. Oh my gosh, I love it too. It's such a, and you can actually feel that energy really bubbling up, sort of from your abdomen I suppose yeah it's it's so amazing yeah mm. definitely keep doing your kundalini yeah I will. for sure so I really want to ask you about your favorite recipe at the moment because I just think it's so nice for people to have a little bit mm-hmm. of a takeaway for that so what are you cooking what are you making what's your favorite thing right now well the thing I am actually working on myself is learning to cook more and I work lots on my mental health but I need to I think I need to work more on what I'm the nutrition I'm putting into my body but my favorite things to do is when I'm rushing around is smoothies and my Nutribullet so good. I love 
my Nutribullets so yeah. much. Um, this isn't sponsored. They're not paid me. But I, I love Nutribullets. No, 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 I love it as well. What are you, what are you making? No, so, um, have you heard of Huel or protein powder? Yeah, I have. Huel's a complete human food. It's just, it's when, so if you're not getting all, I just like to make sure I'm getting all the vitamins and minerals and everything. Yeah. That, so I'll put a few scoops of protein powder or something like that in my smoothie. I'll put a banana, um, frozen spinach, so if you buy organic spinach in a packet and put it in the freezer, have you ever done this? I've never done it. It, but it freezes like leaves. Yeah. It doesn't stick together. Totally. Which amazes me. And it's really good for iron levels, which yeah. I can get low because I don't eat red meat. So I put a handful of spinach in, um, frozen fruit, um, frozen blueberries. Delicious. Um, and frozen... They're really good now at the frozen... So basically, I go to the supermarket and fill half my trolley with frozen fruits. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so amazing. frozen mango, um, frozen pineapple. They even do mixes. Frozen avocado is great. Oh wow. Yeah. Where'd you um, go? I sent. <laughs> <laughs> no. So Sainsbury's, um, Tesco's, Waitrose. Yeah. Um, just depending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's so I amazing. Think, yeah. So and avocado is good because it makes it quite thick. And then I will. I actually put collagen powder in. Amazing. I've actually been taking collagen. Skin Aid, the collagen drink. Oh, have and I'm you? Loving it. What did you Absolutely think? Absolutely loving it. It's quite high vitamin A. It yeah, made my bad? skin. No, no, no. It's good. It's good for your skin. Okay. No, you... I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm totally loving it. So I put in um, collagen powder. Um, I put in a packet of probiotics. And then I put in almond milk. Mm. Do you say almond or almond? I say almond. Sorry, almond. what did I even just say then? <laughs> almond. 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 <laughs> almond. Almond. Um, yeah, I put in almond milk or coconut milk and then I just blend it all together and it's really thick and creamy and I love it. And I just know then that I've got all my vitamins and minerals and everything that I need for the day. So that's my favourite. I start my day with a nice smoothie. Delicious. Mm. Love that. And it's nice when it's hot and you get all the frozen fruits and it's really cooled you down. Yeah, very refreshing. Yeah, refreshing. Very, very summer. Mm. Oh, Fiona, it has been so, so lovely chatting to you. And thank you so much for all of your pearls of wisdom and for enlightening everyone with exactly what hypnotherapy is. I just know that everyone will have adored this episode. So thank you so much. No problem. And now it is time for us all to experience the wonderful 10-minute mind reset, which will help you release unwanted thoughts for a calmer and quieter mind. This 10-minute mind reset is to clear your mind of any busyness, any clutter, so that you can think clearly, feel calmer, and feel more in control of your thoughts. So breathing in and breathing out, taking this time for you, when nobody needs you and there's nowhere you need to be. This is just your time. Breathing in and breathing out. Focusing on your breath. Knowing that it's normal that your mind may wander. But any thoughts that come into your mind. I don't want you to analyze, evaluate, judge, control those thoughts. I want you to simply let them go. Calmly, peacefully, letting 
go. Clearing those thoughts now. Bringing your attention to your breath or my voice. As if the outside world could just take care of itself, just for now. This is your time to just let go. Breathing in calm and peace, breathing out any tension. Breathing in calm and peace, breathing out any tension. And I want you to scan your body now for any tension that you're holding physically. Maybe in your shoulders, maybe in your stomach, in your hands, in your legs. I want you to release that tension now. So that your mind can relax your body. And your body can relax your mind. So that you can go into this deep state of peace and relaxation. This is your time now. Calm and relax. And maybe every out-breath can become a little bit longer than the in-breath. So that every outbreath can be like a mini sigh of relief, releasing those unwanted thoughts, releasing any fears, any doubts, any stress, any tension, just letting go, allowing this feeling of peace and calm, this inner stillness to spread over your body from your head to your toes. Filling every cell with a new level of peace. Calm and relaxed. Letting go. Giving in to the pull of relaxation. Connecting to that inner stillness. That inner peace. That inner strength, that inner ability to simply let go. And thoughts may try to come into your mind. And maybe you could just imagine batting them away. Like a game of tennis, slowly, calmly, peacefully, just batting them away, as if those thoughts, just for this moment, aren't your responsibility. You can take this time just for you. 
to let them go. Calm and relaxed. Noticing the muscles in your face, your jaw and mouth, just relaxing, calmly, peacefully. Feeling this new sense of peace, relaxation, flow through every muscle as you simply let go. Nothing to judge, nothing to analyse, nothing to evaluate nothing to control, this is just your time to free your mind, to clear your mind so that you can feel calmer, more peaceful, more relaxed, to make better decisions, to feel stronger physically, mentally, emotionally and to feel more at ease, breathing in and breathing out, simply letting go, calmly, peacefully, effortlessly as they're not your responsibility, just for now, deeply, calmly, peacefully, letting go. Breathing out any tension, breathing in calm and peace. Breathing out any doubts and worries and fears. Breathing in that feeling of faith and courage. Calm and relaxed. Content and peaceful. Connecting to that inner tranquility. That inner strength. Releasing those thoughts now, so that your mind can feel clearer, so that you can feel more in control of your thoughts, knowing that you are more than your thoughts and you are in control, calm and relaxed, peaceful now, letting go, and the more you let go, the better you feel, and the better you feel, the more you let go, sinking into this natural state of peace, so that when I bring you back to a more general awareness, and you can open your eyes, you can feel more peaceful, more relaxed, 
relaxed, more in control, calm and relaxed. As I count up to five, one, two, three, four, and five, opening your eyes, calm and relaxed now. Wow, I don't know about you, but I just feel so relaxed now and I'm beyond taken by the whole concept of hypnotherapy. If you're interested in knowing more about Fiona and the way in which she works, then you can find her contact details, website and Instagram handle in the show notes. As always, thank you so much for listening to the podcast and I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you're not already subscribed and you don't want to miss another episode, then please hit subscribe. And if you like what you heard, then I'd be beyond grateful if you could rate it and leave a comment. Have a really great weekend. Bye.